0: Welcome to Potterhead on CSXM 145 with your host, Jane Polanco. Now, this podcast is going to be about Hogwarts, Harry Potter, and mostly anything revolving around that topic. So, this segment's topic will be about Dumbledore. This character has a lot of opinions, I would say. So, basically, he has to be one of the most characters that's not liked. And I think you have to watch the whole series to actually understand why, because it's understandable. Now, in the beginning, Dumbledore is the one who takes Harry to the Dursleys, his family. But that household was abusive. And towards the middle of the series, Dumbledore does actually find out that He's treated so badly, and he doesn't even do anything. And he was the one who put him in the house. So I think it kind of confused people on why he didn't help Harry leave there, because it was no good for him, and he was basically miserable the whole time he was there. Now, in the beginning, when we're just starting to see how messed up his character actually is is when Dumbledore is asked to help Lily and James Potter which are Harry's parents to basically hide them since Voldemort was coming after them and Dumbledore's exact words was what will I get in return this made absolutely no sense because supposedly Harry is important to him So why wouldn't he help his parents when he had the abilities to? And later on, they obviously ended up dead. And that's just one point. Another would be that I think in a way he could have helped Voldemort. And I know it sounds crazy, but Dumbledore went to visit Voldemort since... He was the only kid there who had these crazy powers that nobody else had. And the whole time period and in this movie, which was The Chamber of Secrets, this little boy was confused. And I think in a way he was angry. And I feel like have helped and explained it a little better to this little kid who was actually going through a lot and had a hard background. But obviously that doesn't excuse who he became later on in, in the series. Now, I think the whole point is that he always has the ability to help people, but he never has. And that goes for anyone, people who are close to him and around him, and even the kids. And I think this leads to the third movie, Prisoner of Azkaban, that Sirius Black was actually a close friend of Dumbledore, but this whole movie is us finding out that Sirius Black was framed for murder. And once again, Dumbledore knew and didn't think to get him out of prison, which makes no sense since Sirius Black is the only father figure that Harry Potter only ever had which comes to tell you that Dumbledore was never even really his friend he is manipulative he makes you think one thing and he does the other he makes you think he's gonna help you and he doesn't do it and then at the end you, you find out that he lied to you so the whole point is that he never goes by his words and that was his problem throughout the whole series now moving on to the Half-Blood Prince, which is a sixth movie, we found out that Draco Malfoy has to kill Dumbledore and repair the vanishing cabinet. Throughout this whole time, you guessed it again, Dumbledore knows that this 16-year-old kid is tasked to do murder and then let in murders into a school filled with kids. So basically, he let this happen he let a whole bunch of crazy followers of Voldemort come into the castle and kill innocent kids so to me and I think other people might think this too he has always taken the coward way out he always leaves when things get too hard he's left in the fifth movie he's going to leave again because at this point he knows he's gonna die and he literally leaves these kids alone and he leaves everyone to deal with the battle of hogwarts because that's what this was leading to so the only thing the only thing that i will ever give him credit for throughout this whole series was him not letting draco go through with killing him because at least he knew that a 16 year old should not have the burden of murder so instead he asked snape to kill him which in my opinion was just better but i still think he could have done way more for draco and All of these kids in general, this just proves that he is not the savior that everyone thinks he is. He makes everyone think that he's this amazing person, that he's this savior to everyone. But really, he just keeps secrets and he does shady things. And then this leads to the last movie, which is what we'll talk about in the next segment where Harry finds out all of these secrets. He hasn't even found this out from Dumbledore. He finds it out after he's dead. The fact that he could have helped his parents, that Snape was actually in love with his mother, that he was a horcrux, which was a big one. I think this sealed the deal for everyone hating him, which it did for me. I really didn't like him at this moment. The fact that this... 17 year old kid had a piece of Voldemort living in him and he didn't felt the need to tell him it was crazy and shady that he thought that everything was okay. Harry the whole time thought that he was actually going to live and if it wasn't for the Horcrux he probably would have died in the last movie. And I think that was important because Voldemort, that's the only reason that he's alive. He has seven horcruxes which as i just said the seventh one is harry potter that he should have known everyone that has defended him and died for him which was many people basically had died for no reason because he was a horcrux he was gonna die anyways so that just summed up his character that he was manipulative crazy and didn't care about anyone but himself he dragged harry along with him wherever he needed him for no reason. He was like a pawn. He didn't even care that Harry the whole time thought that he was a father figure to him. Harry believed in him and trusted him and was betrayed, which it seemed to Harry that he wasn't since he named his child after Domodore, which makes no sense because I would have been mad at him personally. But in the next segment, we'll talk about the last movie, which to me was the most important one since everything we just learned comes together. I'll see you soon on SiriusXM 145 on Slam Radio.
1: This is
0: SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio.
1: Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's perfect. Allison, wait. Are you texting and driving? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. So that Never one makes a back. little more sense. Backwards, not even to get... How do you even,
0: like, well, hold
1: on. That might be actually difficult to...
0: Para atrás, ni para coger impulso. Don't even go back a step, to even if it's just to go
1: forward. It seems Always like it's a long forward. explanation.
0: Yeah, it's hard <laughs> it to It seems like you have to, to write... Paper. It sounds like it's two,
1: 250 words. Explain this sentence. <laughs> that phrase needs an instruction manual. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Siri6M 145, Slam Radio.
0: Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19, brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
1: Slam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station run inside a high school.
0: I've learned so much from Frank the Tank, I've learned so much from Danny's, from The Amigo. I've learned so much from them and I thank them so much. And. It means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community.
1: It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind, and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio, and I'm thankful for this wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. Yo, what's up? This is Tua Tungle by Lohan. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Everyone. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam. Slam Radio. Radio. serious XM, yeah.
0: Welcome to Potterhead on CSXM Exam 145 with your host, Janae Polanco. This segment is going to be about the last movie. The last movie is not very liked, and I can say for myself, I don't either. There's just so many things that come to light in this movie. So starting off, it's Harry, Hermione, and Ron return from hunting horcruxes, which, first of all, kids should not have been hunting horcruxes in the beginning. They were literally camping in the woods just to find them. And it, it just it's just crazy at this point. And in the last segment, this is when we find out everything that Dumbledore has done to Harry, all the secrets that he kept, Finding out that Harry himself was a Horcrux, that he had the chance to save his family, and he didn't. And Dumbledore was just playing the poor kid, and this whole time he was thinking that he was a mentor, a father figure, and anything like that. It still just amazes me how Harry didn't seem to care. He still looked up to this person even after he had died in the movie just doesn't sit right with me now there's throughout the movie there's so many characters that I think should have had more screen time and more attention on their background there was so many characters with potential and one of them is serious black which as I mentioned in the last segment he was framed for murder but he had got out of prison and was Harry's godfather and that was the only father figure that harry had had but in the end he ends up dying in the sixth movie i believe just felt like they could have done more he was such an important person to harry and they really should have let him live and this goes on to neville longbottom in the whole series neville longbottom gets picked on he is seen as this quiet kid who's obsessed with plants And I just feel like there was so much attention he could have gotten. He proves that in the last movie when he kills the last Horcrux. And that just proves how much Neville can do. He killed one of the most important Horcruxes ever. Nijini, the snake, which is who he killed, was the hardest one to actually kill because that snake was always with Voldemort. Voldemort never let the snake out of his sight so the fact that neville was able to kill this horcrux was crazy and that should have gotten win overall i think there're just so many things that happen in this movie and we can go on to draco malfoy i will never try to justify the fact that he had bullied people that's out of the question that was not right that he did that i do believe that In his world, he did grow up thinking that this was okay. Because his father was such a bad father figure that he kept thinking all these horrible things was okay, which it was not. But in this movie, you can see how much it was affecting him. The fact that he had to kill his headmaster and let Death Eaters into the school. So that goes on to the scene where he breaks down. And I think that should have shown people that he was just a kid. He did not deserve anything that happened to him, no matter. And even none of the kids deserve this at all. So now I really wish, and I think other people might feel the same way, that he deserved a redemption. No matter what he did in the past, you can tell how much he was regretting all of this and becoming a better person and we didn't get it. They ended up taking it out of the movie, but at least all the way in the end of the movie, we find out that he does get one, just not on screen, when he was standing with all of the rest of the characters sending their kids off. and I really do wish that we got to see it because also Snape, Even though Snape is not my favorite character at all, he literally bullied kids, which I don't know how that even happened. It did, but I felt like I wanted more background on his character since he doesn't show emotion. You can tell there was more in his past than what was shown in the movie, and we all learned that when Harry learns all of the secrets. The fact that he loved Harry Potter's mother... I felt like that was a shocker since we know nothing about him. I just think we could have. There was so much that we could have learned. But anyways, leading on to the Battle of Hogwarts and Voldemort wants Harry to meet him in the Forbidden Forest kind of confused me since, since I thought that no one actually stopped him from going. Nobody helped him. And I think that was the part that confused people. So he went into the forest. It honestly makes no sense. Everyone in the castle, these are people that are his friends, the teachers, anyone that cares about him. And nobody stopped him. And if it wasn't for Harry being a horcrux, he would have died in the last movie. And when Harry is acting dead and Narcissa goes up to him to see if he was dead or not, and she realizes that he isn't. She lied to Voldemort, and this confused people even more because Narcissa doesn't seem like the type to do something like that, but in the end, she was just worried about her son if he was alive. But either way, she... And I can really tell that this shocked people, but I guess I get it in a way. She is a mother. She has mother instincts, and she just wanted to know if her son had died in the battle or not. So, moving on to the Elder Wand, which is the one that belongs to Harry. This is the most powerful one, the one that Voldemort always wanted. Again, in the wand, after fighting Voldemort, Harry kills Voldemort. He turns to ash. And he ended up getting the wand. But what confused me was that at the end, he breaks the wand. And again, this wand is the most powerful wand in the whole wizarding world. Everyone wants it. This was Dumbledore's, but ended up becoming Harry's at the end. And it was so confusing. Why would you want to break the most powerful wand? It really made no sense. He literally just could have given it to Dumbledore, buried it with him if that's what he wanted to do. But... Anyways, I feel like there's so much that could have been done in these last movies. Could have been way better. The ending could have been better. Draco should have gotten his redemption on screen. But anyways, next session, we're going to talk about the character developments of these characters in the movies and things like that. I'll see you soon on Slam Radio, CSXM, Channel 145. Hey, look
1: what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from Nitsa and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try, just the two of us. You two. and I. Well, oh, you, you forgot that. Just the two of us. Oh, the two of us. We're building castles in the sky, just the two of us. Go. You and I. There you go. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Siri6M, 145, Slam Radio. 180 over
0: 111 and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk.
1: This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Slam Radio has brought so much positivity into my life that allows so many young people to have a voice. I'm very thankful for this opportunity at Slam Radio. Not a lot of people get to say that they worked on the first radio station. Run inside a high school.
0: I've learned so much from Frank the Tank. I've learned so much from Danny's, from the Amigo. I've learned so much from them and I thank them so much and it means a lot to me. Slam Radio is a community.
1: It just gives you opportunity. They give you opportunities that not many schools have. The people here are just great. Someone always has your back no matter what. It is definitely a place to leave your egos and your insecurities behind and just be yourself and all become one. I'm so thankful for everybody here at Slam Radio and I'm thankful for the wonderful opportunity that I've been given to jumpstart my career. You are listening to Slam Radio on Sirius XM 145. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! This is Tua Tongue by Lohan. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Everybody, What's hey, up? Thanks. This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. On. Sirius XM. Yeah!
0: Welcome to Potterhead on Sirius XM 145 with your host, Jenea Polanco. This segment is going to be about character development and Maybe some backgrounds of the characters, too. So starting off, in the last segment, I mentioned Draco Malfoy. Now, Draco Malfoy is known as this bad boy, bad character, which makes sense because he was a bully in the first five movies. And I admit that, obviously, I would never try to justify something like that. But I do feel like there was more to his story than what other people would let on. So first, as a pureblood, there's this cultural thing that they are above everyone else, which is why there's blood purity, which is a big thing in the wizarding world. Purebloods think that they're better than halfbloods or muggle-borns, and it's just a whole thing. But the whole point is that these kids are taught that from a young age. So growing up this is what draco thought i think actually in the sixth movie that i feel like he doesn't think that way anymore but my point is is that these things were engraved into their heads since they were very little and other than that it was just now with draco i think his whole thing was he was trying to always please his father And it was something that you can see throughout the whole series, how much he just wanted for his father to be proud of him. Since his father was a bad parent, he was toxic, he was making him do things that you can tell he didn't want. And I think you can see that the person who really admired was his mother. His mother was very important to him, the only person he really had as family, and I think You can really see how much he cares about his mother so with him i think his character kind of shows that he can't really show emotion and he kind of grew up thinking that oh i can't show this or show that to anyone and that's just how he grew up and that's just how he is so moving further on i always thought that he seemed to be lonely and to want to have close friends like Harry, Hermione, and Draco, which I think is one of the main reasons that he actually was envied of them. Because Harry, Hermione, and Ron were so close since their first year, since they were 11 years old, and Draco never had that. He may have had two little friends that followed him around, but they weren't even really his friends. All they did was listen to him, do whatever he asked, but These were people that didn't seem to care about him either. So I really think that he was jealous of the friendship that they had and how they were always together, always so close. And the fact that they got so much attention everywhere. Now, moving on to the sixth and seventh movie when Harry, Hermione, and Ron get captured and are taken to the Malfoy Manor. He has to identify Harry, and he didn't, which confused so many people, since this is a boy that he went to school with for most of his life, I don't know, seven seven years, and he knew that this was Harry. I think everyone could tell that he knew. He knew this boy really well. So Draco never actually told anyone that that was him, because if he did, he knew that Harry was going to die. They were going to call Voldemort, and he was going to get him, basically. So he knew that, and he never actually identified him, which was weird to think about since they're not friends. And that was the whole point of this, is that none of them were friends. So you would think, why would Draco Malfoy protect Harry Potter? I still don't know to this day, but I feel like in a way he did want to be friends with Harry in the beginning of the series but maybe he was told to be mean to him not be close to him or anything like that due to his family and his and just things like that but I think that they could have done more for his character since he has such a bad past with being this mean person they could have done him way better and that's what they were gonna do in the last movie, but they ended up actually taking out that scene where Draco gets his redemption, which I always think he should've gotten one. I feel like he deserved to have one since I can tell that he had the ability to change. So I think with this character development that I was talking about is the fact that, again, he could've changed. And I think you can see how with his emotions during the sixth movie and on. So in the sixth movie, the scene that everyone talks about is Draco has a breakdown. He's full on crying and everyone felt so bad for him because you can tell that he didn't want to do this anymore. He, He was doing it for his father since his father had messed up and now Draco had to take over he had to take on this role of again, killing Dumbledore and fixing the vanishing cabinet to let Death Eaters in. And he didn't wanna do this and everyone was just pressuring him. He knew that his family was on the line. If not, then his family was gonna get killed. So he was a 16 year old kid. Despite everything that has ever happened in the series before this, he did not deserve what was happening to him. I still think that he deserved way better no matter what happened. He was a 16-year-old kid having to kill his headmaster. That's crazy. But I think the good part was that he didn't actually have to do it and Snape did it instead. Now, with Snape, I think in a way he cared for Draco even though he does not... No expressions either, just a blank face the whole time. He was always being mean to these kids, and I never understood why. But Snape does has a backstory. He does, did not have a good father, and he grew up loving Lily Potter, which was Harry's mother. Which the whole time confused me on why he treated Harry so badly if he loved his mother, and he basically knew Harry since he was a child. But we're this out in the last movie when Snape dies, and he says, oh, you have your mother's eyes, which confused Harry until he saw the memories that Dumbledore gave him of all the secrets that we've talked in the last segment. But like I said, there was way more to his character and backstory, and he could have developed so much better. He even took a unbreakable vow to protect Draco. He protected Harry and just things like this. He could have had a way better development than what was shown with these characters. But if just given the chance, I think these characters could have been way better. They could have decisions and be a better person because they had the potential to but in general i love harry potter and i still think that it's actually one of the best series out there so thank you for listening in on slam radio series xm channel 145